Hello, and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We're not experts or an educational podcast, just think of us as your friends who are sitting down talking about a sci-fi, fantasy, superhero, or horror movie, and you're not able to talk. So you just get to listen to us having a fun discussion. That's that's interesting, right? It, voyeuristic, in a way. Um... Anyway, this is over War of the Planet of the Apes. We finally got here. We've been building up. Uh, we did the 68 movie and the Tim Burton movie and the other two prequels. And there was a bonus episode in there over Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Uh, and they've all been fun. You can go back and listen to all those on your podcast app or on our website, geekcinemapod.com. But first of all, there are major spoilers for War of the Planet of the Apes. So if you haven't seen it yet, get out of here come back after you've seen it uh, and there are minor spoilers for beneath the planet of the apes conquest of the planet of the apes battle for the planet of the apes and uh both self-titled movies the 2001 and 68 movies and the dark knight rises other than that there shouldn't be anything too heavy for you to be spoiled with so don't worry um also i'll put the link in for a uh box set that Matt mentions later in the show notes and Trent was tapping on Matt's mic cable a few times with his foot unknowingly uh, but sorry about that it shouldn't be too much so enjoy the conversation awesome so like, sent I... me like four paragraphs oh really? <laughs> yeah oh my. guess he's in a writing mood and ended it with ended it with the end oh <laughs> 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 uh, Yes, Seth's not here for this episode. He has some uh, personal things to take care of. Uh, so, but Trent's here in I'm his here. place. I'm the sub Gleason. Yeah, we haven't had you on in so long. I know. I'm so sorry. But uh, what you up to, movie wise? Movie wise, I've actually been watching a lot more movies than I typically do. I, I just have been really into watching movies lately. Well, I'm glad you're on the podcast y- then. Yeah, I know. Um, so the big development recently is that um. Me and my younger sister, uh, well, it was me who spurred it, spurred it, but basically after watching Spider-Man, I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this whole being not into Marvel thing. I'm going back and I'm watching from the beginning. So, you know, started with Iron Man. It's on Hulu, so it was pretty easy to get into. And since then, you know, I rented a few. I got you, Everett, to let me borrow the whole, you know, collection. So I've been watching those. Uh, we're up to, um, I think the last one we watched was Thor The Dark World. I, I had been really strict about, um, like, after Iron Man 3 watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but my younger sister did not like pausing, you know, between movies. So I was like, you know what, I'll just watch it on my own on the side. I don't really need to stick to the, t- the timeline, I don't think so. We're going to watch The Winter Soldier sometime soon. She's she's gone right now, so we'll probably wait. But um, that, I'm really, really enjoying that. Actually, like, looking into who directed each film, and that mm-hmm. is kind of like, I see it as, like, an introduction into different directors. Like, I'm like, oh, this is a, a good, you know, what is your favorite and least favorite so far? That's what I wanted to know. It's really funny. I was literally just thinking about this. Is that the one that has surprised me the most and I found myself really enjoying was the first Thor. And mm-hmm. the one that I found myself hating was Thor The Dark World. Really? <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's it's like I thought that movie was an absolute bore. But I thought the first Thor was really entertaining. Uh, and I thought I its music was everybody really surprising on too. Our, all the u- regulars on our podcast, except for Matt, liked second Thor more than the first Thor really yeah hmm. yeah I don't know I just it like because I felt like the first Thor the reason like 
it surprised me is that I found myself actually like liking the, the characters and like the mm-hmm. world and the atmosphere because I was expecting it to be like really you didn't dumb. Know, yeah, right. But uh, and like the music actually like caught my ear because I had actually um like, I think like last year I saw like Forbes or somebody post like an article about how all the music in the Marvel movies is like really like you know it, it doesn't stand out it's very like generic but I've actually found that each Marvel movie yeah. has kind of a unique score I mean like they're not like jaw dropping or anything but they're all big and orchestral and yeah to a point they blend together but then again so does almost every big summer movie yeah I thought that Thor's was interesting though because it had a lot of piano in it which you wouldn't expect I guess from yeah, the only like two that. that really I guess three now that stand out are the Guardians because they mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. tie in all the actual yeah. songs in mm-hmm. and right. Ant-Man is very how do we it's kind of jazzy it's, yeah it's 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 yeah uh, very ethnic I, th- I thought Spider-Man was pretty good too with Michael Giacchino how do you pronounce that yeah it's yeah. the guy who did the score he's, for d- yeah, he's done yeah. a few of yeah. theirs so yeah. far he's done a couple I don't remember which ones him and Alan uh God, what's his name? I know Brian Tyler's done a few. Brian Tyler's who I was thinking of. He's the one that did like Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, uh, and the video games. Brian Tyler did Thor. And Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, he did Game of Thrones as well. He's done a lot of stuff. Brian Tyler's great at listening to some of his stuff just Mm. on the regular. His Far Cry soundtrack's really good. God, I can't think of his name. Alan Silvestri. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh... Matthew. Uh, what have I watched this week? I haven't watched. I watched a bunch of interesting documentaries. Uh, because I got into it, I kind of fell down a rabbit hole. Uh, about voice acting and dubbing in general, and uh, part of this was spurred on by actually our weekend endeavor of the rest of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, and then it was also just because of my love for Italian films, and I realized that there was this perfectionist that lived back in like the 30s. Um, who was a higher up in the Italian government and demanded that every Italian film be overdubbed and all the sound effects as well so that it could be a perfect film. What? Yeah. That was a law until uh, late 1980. And whenever any film ever had dubbing, or at least any film that had dubbing that had a budget with it, like the original Planet of the Apes, they would fly the actors to Italy because the dubbing studios in Italy were state-of-the-art for the longest time. And some uh, some prolific actors uh, like Brad Pitt, Kevin Costner, people like that still go to Italy whenever they have to overdub for anything. So strange. Yeah. So I fell down that rabbit hole, and then I watched the Apes films with you, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like dubbing. Like, back when, like, my whole family would watch, like, the Studio Ghibli films, like, we'd just watch, like, the English dubs that, like, Disney and G-Kids now would put out. Mm-hmm. They, they were surprisingly high quality especially what, from what you'd expect from dubbed anime uh, yeah you can the a studio mic is way nicer than a mic you can carry on set mm-hmm. on a uh, having somebody hold it on a rod right because uh, yeah. if you drop those they can't be as nice as the uh, ribbon condensers yeah. that they have in the studio uh, oh yeah wait so, so you watch dubbed italian films is that what you're saying yeah i watch a bunch of dubbed italian films like um, so english dubbed italian films mm-hmm. how like, does that work uh well like one of my favorite subgenres is called uh giallo right I'm not and familiar. It, it's kind of essentially like uh it's an italian horror film that is like okay. pl- 
playing a game of Clue the entire movie. That's cool. It's so fun. Like cat and mouse? Or? Kind, yeah, but you never know who it is, why it is, and usually the reasons are just like way beyond you uh, because like they just come out of left field. Mm. Uh, Blood and Black Lace. They're usually uh, tied op- in with the mob. Opera. Sometimes it's just evil twins <laughs> who are just fucking evil for no reason. <laughs> and then the greatest thing, like... Uh, you know, like whenever there's a close-up, like there's dramatic music and uh-huh. the camera shakes back and forth. I swear that came from a movie called In the Folds of the Flesh, and uh, it's a Jallo, and it does that. Probably sixty percent of the movie is just like constant dramatic reveals and zoom oh, in. What a twist! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Seth would be saying, "What a twist!" every five minutes. But so you prefer watching them dubbed over like Italian subbed? Yeah, or? because that's how they were made. They would they were actually they would be made uh, unless you were really uh, like high up like Dario Argento, your films would be dubbed in English, and the Itali- like all the Italian would be subtitles, okay. because they wanted to market it to the world. That makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. So. Interesting. Yeah. So the actors would speak Italian, but no, they, they would speak phonetic, terrible phonetic. English. English. Okay, so they and then other people will come back and dub <laughs> okay. over them. Okay. Yeah, it's it's something. I had to watch one of those. I guess. Are they like readily available, or you have to buy them? Like, piece you can find some on uh, on Amazon. I think there's a couple Prime, on there. Yeah. yeah. I usually have to. You. I buy hard copies mm-hmm. just because yeah. you can't really yeah. find them. Well, anywhere. I'll see if any well-rated ones are on Prime, and I'll have to look into it. Yeah, I'll send you a couple. Sure. So Everett, we watched. Kendall, did you watch anything before we get into, the, into this? Cause oh we, yeah, we, we watched Conquest and Battle, but bef- uh, I guess after that. Yeah, because yeah. you did you did come in and watch them with us. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I watched both. Yeah, I well, did. I missed like the first twenty minutes of the Conquest. Yeah, the one that do- I don't care about. Yeah, well, our fifth anniversary is on Friday, and so Wednesday we're gonna go out. On a nice date. Don't lie to, to the them. theater. Don't lie to them okay, and act yeah, we, like it was planned. We booked it without planning, <laughs> but still. <laughs> he forgot, uh, and so did I. <laughs> uh, either way, we're going going to do a double feature on Wednesday to see both Valerian and the Dunkirk. City of a Thousand Planets and Dunkirk. Yeah, I'm seeing oh, Dunkirk cool. so tomorrow. Before seeing Dunkirk, I wanted to fill out some more Christopher Nolan that I haven't seen yet. Okay. And so we watched both The Prestige and Memento. Oh, did you Not like in that order? But did you like them? Uh, yeah, I liked both of them. Um, I will say, I like Memento a lot more. Memento is a fantastic film. Not quite as Hollywood and predictable. No, I like the Hollywood so. Uh, and I absolutely loved it. There's this. Uh, so the whole thing's you know obviously out of order. Yeah. Um, there's a Japanese Blu-ray that puts it all completely in order, oh and it's gosh. a really weird and different experience. Oh, I don't know, I would watch but it. they, okay. yeah, but it, it's out there. It exists. That's weird. Um, get it. Have you seen the following? No. Don't call me that. The following. That's the one before or after. That was his first film. Okay, yeah. And uh, it actually, its character, its main character, is the brother of uh, Cobb from Inception. Hmm. Cobb. So, does he fact. like corn? You think? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see Dunkirk tomorrow. Yeah, I'm interested to see how it is. So far, I think Memento's up there for me. Like with Batman Begins and Interstellar are probably mm. my top three now. I love Christopher Nolan. I've seen all of his stuff, 
but I have zero interest in Dunkirk. Like I've watched yeah. trailer and read stuff, like trailer after trailer and read stuff about it. I just can't get into. Like, oh, okay. I know nothing about just it. I just know it's gotten. I pretty reviews, much so. know. I think everything, but every person I've heard talk about it says it was great. Yeah. Amazing. I'm just expecting a really like you know a lot of spectacle so <laughs> i think i'll get that i also have a hard time getting into war films just mm-hmm. yeah I that's how i feel. <laughs> we just i don't one. give a shit about war films. but as far as i can the, as far as christopher nolan described it there's not much war it's more so i can get into inglorious mm-hmm. bastards a uh, thriller yeah but that's different you <laughs> yeah, know what i mean like there's a, fl- there's a twist on that <laughs> you know that twist uh, um i don't I haven't seen it uh, well, I mean, it's like, it's like through the Tarantino prism. Uh, so, yeah. like, if you're familiar with his work, you kind of know what you're violence. Yeah. yeah, and really over the top, and it's, it's fun. Funny, and it's just fun. Do you remember you sent us on on the group uh, the Strange Things DVD set? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I bought that thing. Oh my god! It's still at Walmart. Well, I now bu- you have Kroll. <laughs> I have Kroll, and I have this other film that is literally the most. This it's seriously a Mad Max ripoff. Like it even reads like like a Mad Max ripoff. It just I, I should have snapped a picture and sent it to you because it it sounds like the Road Warrior. It's like saving humanity from like uh, the Warriors of the Wasteland. I think the name of the movie is called The Warriors of the Wasteland too. <laughs> it's yeah, such a such I a saw ripoff. a movie like that when I was younger though. But what? I'm thinking of something different, though. But it's got my mom as a werewolf or something like that. And awesome. I, I'm all about werewolf films, and I wanted to own Crawl anyway, so check them out. So Conquest and Battle, you want to talk about this? Not really. Guys, I mean, not a whole lot. <laughs> I'm really glad we I didn't wanna, watch them before. I don't want to dwell on them. I don't want to dwell on them either, but like... Uh, not the best films of Conquest the franchise. Was so, like, Conquest had so many gaping plot holes, it wasn't even funny. Like, Caesar putting oh together God. his army that, like... Where did that come from? Where does it come <laughs> from? It just makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Um, I liked Battle better. I enjoy, yeah. I enjoyed Battle a lot more. And everybody says yeah. the battle's the worst. But, like, I, I'm sorry, yeah, Battle's, no. like, ten times better than Conquest. So is the original Planet of the Apes... One of the only like real regarded ones out of its sequels beyond this yeah. trilogy. I, I I would recommend seeing the Escape from the Planet I've of the Apes. I've heard you talk about it. That on is, the Dawn it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I liked. You. Well, well t- maybe we'll talk about it later. But I liked Beneath. Beneath at, uh, it, as a cheesy sci-fi movie. Yeah, okay. it has. Yeah, it has definitely one of the weirdest endings. Yeah, no. and I'm confused. You're saying that Caesar's in these films. Not the, Not, the Caesar. Not the same Caesar. There's another Caesar. His, actually name is Mi- his name is actually Milo. And then in the opening five minutes, they explain with just like barely one line that they had to change his name to keep his identity hidden. And now he's. Known I didn't as even catch that. I assumed it. Yeah. But I didn't. Ollivander says it just like so quick in the Ollivander? opening. It's like. Isn't that his name? Ollivander? Armando, I think. It's Armando. Armando. I was like, Ollivander? I are we getting I think he was Ollivander. <laughs> Why do you think they chose to keep that same name for this trilogy's well, character? Well, in it, the it third movie, they tell a tale about their upbringing, and they use okay. a name... Aldo. Aldo. Who is in... Which they were... They liked that idea, but then they went with Caesar because it's a more recognizable name in the franchise because mm-hmm. they only say Aldo in one episode, and he's mm-hmm. in the last two movies, but I don't think they ever reference his name. Is he in? I think he's he just credited Quest? as. Yeah, I didn't even realize he was in. He's Congress. just credited. Oh. Escape from makes it able for them to change that name, anyways, because Aldo is obviously not the same as. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, I. The timeline is insane. Yeah, it's different. 
it's very yeah, weird. Yeah, I'm excited to watch the original. Didn't get the, the chance to watch it before today, but hey. So, you want to talk about war? Uh, yeah, let's okay. talk about let's it. Let's get to I got, uh, I got a little bit of history for us. There's not a lot, but there's some interesting stuff in here. So, uh, right after seeing Matt Reeves' cut of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Fox greenlit and signed the director for the next installment. Hell yeah. Before it even came out. Mm. Good choice. January 2014, the untitled third film was announced formally uh, with Reeves directing as well as writing the film with Mark Baumbach. Uh, The previous writing team of Jaffa and Silver were now producers. The actors and most of Fox didn't know the setting or if there would be a time jump. Not even the leader of the apes himself, Andy Serkis, knew. What they did here is pretty pretty fantastic. So unlike previous installments, uh, Fox didn't have a predetermined release date. Instead, they wanted to allow the team plenty of time to create the perfect cap to what at this time was thought of as the Caesar trilogy. And so Reeves and Bombback locked themselves in Fox's screening room and sat for like two weeks and watched every single film you can imagine on their per- the private screening room, which is like a like an IMAX size theater. Um, of anything they ever wanted, they wrote, they watched like Empire. Empire was a huge mm. uh, influence on this film, apparently. Um, as was The Godfather. Interesting. Yeah. So May 2015, the title of War of the Planet, yeah, War of the Planet of the Apes, is announced, and with it, Reeves gives an interview about the story, stating it's about Caesar facing the inevitable and being thrust into a world that he never wanted to be a part of. To Reeves, rise was humble beginnings. Uh, to being a revolution yeah a revolutionary dawn was about rising to the challenge of being a great leader in the most difficult of times and war will be what cements the legend of caesar in ape history uh and he will become a mythical ape essentially late 2015 saw woody harrelson be cast as the antagonist and the film slightly retitled to war for the planet of the apes Filming once more took place in Vancouver from October 2015 to March 2016. The effects team was given over a year to bring this film to life, and Fox announced the release date after filming wrapped. (laughs) The film opened on July 14th worldwide to overwhelmingly positive reviews. Crazy positive reviews. I mean, like, I kept hearing nothing but great things, and I don't think we've seen a bad review of this film yet. Um, Opening weekend made uh, 56 million domestically fox also announced a fourth film with the possibility of a fifth and a sixth i'm so confused what would they do with that i guess i mean I, there's been so many planet of the apes movies that clearly it's yeah it's gotta be it's got a, a totally different timeline or something or it could be his son yeah but i mean like 20 30 years later i mean I'm, I'm okay just following that clan of apes like even with how many characters they have besides caesar they're all pretty likable so right and if you want to get more into like what went on uh, the two-year gap between Dawn and War, there is a uh, War of the Planet of the Apes Revelations book. It's officially canon. Mm. Uh, it was written and supervised by, or it was supervised by Reeves and written by the same guy who did the last prequel novel. Um, and it introduces you to Macaulay and details what happened with his son and everything else that we mm. hear about in the film. Okay. Uh, do you know, you said it's box office was like 56. Where does that rank among the other two for this trilogy? Opening weekend. Opening weekend, it's lower than Dawn, but it's more than uh, Rise. more than Rise, I believe. Okay. How, do you know how much they spent on the movie? What yeah, they the spent... Uh, actually, wait, okay, 150. Okay. At the time, I couldn't find a solid number. I saw 120, 130, 
150. I'm sure they'll make it back eventually, but. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. Um, Overseas, yeah. This year seems to be the diminishing year mm-hmm. for sequels. Uh, like, I mean, I don't think anything. Did Guardians top the original? Guardians might be the mm, only sequel probably. that did. I think so. Oh, in terms of money, I was I was thinking reviews. Cause, uh, no, yeah. in ter- in terms of money, like it's been diminishing returns. Yeah. So, War of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did you it. did you like it? I loved this movie. Did you like it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Kendall. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, Seth sent me his thoughts too, and he liked it. What you or, actually, he said uh, he loved this movie. Interesting. So. I'd go that far too, but I don't think I. Overall, I it's think not I said favorite. that, didn't I? Okay. Yeah, I think I did. <coughs> I have, I have, I have problems with this movie. Oh boy, I have problems with you. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> I think I do. And I'm, I gonna, think I'm, gonna, and I'm gonna bring them up. <laughs> I think right. I have problems too, but I, I don't know if they're clearly defined. Uh, all right, we'll get to all of them, but let's go a little bit like in order. Well, yeah, and before we saw this movie. Uh, I was excited, didn't know how it was going to go, could go either way, mm-hmm. but as I've said before on this podcast, I try to avoid the Rotten Tomato score and any reviews mm. before so it doesn't affect Color my brain. Thing. That probably would have been but smart then for me. I said, damn it, the other night, and you said, what, when I was on Rotten Tomatoes trying to see what order they I were saw in, and th- I saw it, it was okay. 97%, yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't want to see that. Yeah. I was like, surely you didn't see a spoiler right there. I was like, there had to be something, but what was it? Yeah, okay. I do think yeah, I went in a little overhyped number because- one. I was seeing how good the reviews were that I was expecting hmm. a jaw-dropping film. I got a very prov- like provocative and profound film, but I did not get the the spectacle or like the bombast I was expecting. Because Don, I feel like, delivered in that area. Mm-hmm. And I felt this was more of a quiet, somber film, which I enjoyed. In that, well, yeah, and the yeah. big thing about Don was the jump in CG from mm, Rise yeah. to yeah. Dawn. I still think this was It was better. amazing. And this yeah. did come further, but it, there's not as big of a gap between. Mm. It's kind of like going from uh, like PS3 to PS4. Not like going from like, right. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can notice the upgrades, but it's not as much It's of a, not jaw-dropping yeah. like it was from like PS2 where it was like very stilted pixels <laughs> to PS3 not that where it's like bad, like, but looks like a living right. world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I agree. Since we're on a geek podcast, might as well just roll <laughs> yeah, that right. right in there. Of course. It's like, all right, what um, the hell that means. <laughs> so uh, the opening, I liked the little, love, I liked the opening scroll. I love the opening. Yeah. Oh, not the scroll. I did not like that. Actually. I, I, I like that. It was that. interesting. It was weird, but it it felt like, okay, like this is, this is uh, six years after, yeah, six years after Rise. Mm-hmm. People probably haven't seen all these films. Mm. They actually released a trailer like that. Did they? That Kindle and I watched. Really? It goes through it all three movies. Voice? It's about. I don't remember. I, it, there was a voiceover, but I don't know who she was. She didn't sound like a character I've heard. But either way, it starts with scenes from Rise and shows you him growing up and then going across oh, yeah. the bridge. Then it shows you some scenes from Dawn. Dawn and what happened there. And then some stuff from mm. basically a little trailer of. Yeah. Regarding that, or, like, I understand, made. like, why it needs to be there, but I'm like, I don't need this, you know. It was interesting because I've, I've, I don't think I've seen a intro narration like that. Was it narrated? I thought it was just text. No, I, I mean text narration. Yeah, okay. But I liked how it revealed the title of the film. That little, like, sleek. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I mean, yeah. there's some eighty, like, I can think of Terminator doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Why would he do that? But other than that, it's Star Wars. But it was it was unique with the the titles, highlighted titles yeah, yeah. inside yeah. each sentence. Yeah, like it could have come off cheesy, and it didn't. It didn't feel yeah. cheesy. No, it wasn't bad. It was kind of cool to see how like the trilogy all kind of comes together. You know. Yeah, uh-huh. and yeah. it's rised on. Yeah, but like I'll tell you what was cheesy was the soldiers walking through the woods with the helmets, Is monkey that killer. So? I, I was like, I was like, this is like a B a, movie. I was like, I was like, yeah, I feel at home obvious. here. Yeah, I thought it was a cool bit of I like non-vocal it. exposition because it was like, oh, okay, this is the state where we are now. We have I just thought it was. I do, I do like the visual anti-A. storytelling. I just felt like it was a little out of place for how seriously these and, films take. And I was themselves. really surprised, like, because when you start seeing, that, okay, it was it's one thing to see right human on. soldiers like clearly, you know, being anti-ape, but then having apes join the picture, being like labeled donkey. I'm like, what is going on here? Right. And then I kind of pieces together in my mind okay after the events of the last movie maybe some apes you know join together so before the movie like officially announces that i already had kind of figured it out because of the details they had shown me i thought it was mm-hmm. right on perfect you liked it i liked it there's I continuity like error oh really right. there is continuity error because they say monkey <laughs> no apes. <laughs> <laughs> uh so the opening of the opening scroll reads 15 years right so five Kay. years after dawn well right well but it's two years after dawn they didn't say 10 years in Dawn, technically. They said 10 winters. Yeah, since the last... Yeah. Oh, yeah, they human. yeah they don't say exactly when what the 10 years is, how long they've been gone, or since the last time they saw a human. True, yeah. but I mean, uh, like... Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like just there's, blurry. There's, yeah, there's a little blur there, and I was like... There's a, like, right off the bat, I was like, continuity error. Like, I gotta remember that. Because we, we talked so mm. much about the... Technically, they leave the it jump. open, so you can't... Yeah, so that. people like me yeah. can't do this. Um... <laughs> But something they did do uh, is they went back to Matt, uh, the original script of Dawn or the original idea of Dawn by Rupert Wyatt. And that's what I wanted to complain to you about. Complain you to fucking me. spoiler. Jerk. What, was didn't I, what did he say? Because yeah. I honestly don't I didn't remember. know it, but I did call the whole thing with the virus, like talking about like how it would make him like go back in time and like uh, kind of like uh, regret. What about that? Uh, if you go to the, the virus causes them to go mute and oh, yeah, kind yeah. of revert you brought in that their up, um, mind. On, on Dawn. The podcast. Yeah, so. I yeah, was talking about that. So I, so I was like, oh, he knew. We didn't know it was going to be part of the movie. Yeah. No. It was just a pitch four possible sequels okay. from Rupert Wyatt, Wyatt with the original movie. I thought maybe they had alluded it to the films and I just didn't catch it. I was like, oh, and, good uh, Matt said, I wonder if that's going to play into it uh, at yeah. all. And it did. It was funny. Yeah, it was, it was funny listening way. to the ah, podcast after watching the movie. I'm like, yeah, he's right. By that. the money. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, I did like the score this time around. Uh, I felt like... Felt like it finally took the apes very seriously. Oh, yeah. Like they were yeah. presented in Rise, they weren't playful. Like your comments, like on the score during the Dawn podcast, I understood what you were saying, but I actually really liked it. I actually, like, after watching the movie, I listened to the soundtrack, which I don't usually do. Um, and I was like, I actually enjoy this, even as a standalone product. So, did you catch the names? Because I didn't even catch yeah, the, the names. Puns? Yeah, that's <laughs> great. He does that. I think he's just one. That's one of his things. I think. Yeah. So yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't think the whole soundtrack was. Goofy. I know what you're talking about. That scene, whenever they're yeah. kind of like doing whatever, and it has like this like kind of like this playful bongo drums or whatever. Yeah, like this feels a little generic, but okay. Yeah, uh, well, definitely they those bongo drums in this one. Definitely more it's dramatic like in track. this movie. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, it was dramatic in the last one too, but it just had moments of levity. Yeah. So that was your problem with this one. That's what you wanted to complain about. Yeah, um, just to you. I didn't think complain about the movie sure. using it. Was that you jerk? I will tell you my. <laughs> I, I have two huge complaints in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
people die. Well, let's no. get to them. Shit happens, Matt. Let's, you wanna, start, let's, let's just go ahead. You want to get the negative this. out of the way? Well, no, I just want to go through the movie, and you, once we get to this stuff, you complain away. Okay. Because I really liked I the in, the opening to this movie with Did the you? battle scene and yeah, the yeah. top I, down camera. Was, angle oh, was, yeah, cool. that with was the really bullets cool. going everywhere. That looked amazing. And, and it, I, it was really tense seeing that human like in that situation like being the last man standing. And right. And then it, immediately all these apes show up and just mm-hmm. take them out. Yeah, and with I, arrows. <laughs> Spears. Yeah. Spears, yeah. And I loved I loved the point of view shot of mm. Caesar walking oh, through yeah. uh, I don't before we ever uh, even see him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so mm-hmm. cool. I like that. I can all right, well here we are. We're just we're, my first complaint is right out of the gate. It's one complaint that rolls into a, another complaint. So mm-hmm. we're just gonna talk about it. Okay, we have we have Caesar. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Luca. He is betrayed by yeah. one of his followers. Koba. Right. No, Winter. 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 <laughs> that happens. He walks on water at one point. Does he? Oh, you're. T- oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're saying. He is whipped yep. and mm-hmm. crucified. Yeah. And then he leads everybody to the promised land. Before mm-hmm. passing away, he is involved with man who proclaims this war to be a holy war and who has a second hand guy named preacher as his right hand man and his entire outfit is alpha and omega and it's just like i enjoy a nice bit of like um okay well symbolism I'll stop yeah. you now because you're the only one thinking that in the middle of the movie i illusion know. not symbol it was very uh, clear I, I, I enjoy, when okay. symbols are used well you know what i mean you think too much in a movie <laughs> I, I i enjoy i enjoy a, like a good allegory but this was so heavy-handed and it was uh yeah. i did not like it i did I not it. like i sent like I as never soon crossed my mind whatsoever right after we got the uh right after we got Winter betraying him and then seeing them walk on water, like, and the whipping scene. When did that happen? They're uh, as they're along the beach or whatever it was. When oh yeah, yeah. On the horses. But I mean, they're on the shore. But they're on the shore. But I mean, it's quote it's walking. Still, like, it's a, the, yeah. I was gonna say it's still the image of them walking on the water. Um, Kindle took it as a, 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 uh, a head nod to the end of the original film with Taylor and Nova. Really finding the yeah I thought okay. it was uh, walking along the beach yeah. yeah okay okay I can see that on horseback it looked very like the imagery was very similar to me and I was like well that's kind of cool it's a very beautiful film but all these all these images it was just such a he- I don't know it just felt a little too heavy and by before the film was even halfway over like whenever they start whipping him I'm like he's gonna take him to a really nice place and he's gonna fucking die and he did <laughs> he did just that yeah. like I I don't know like so that kind of Mm. That docked the movie for me a little bit because I felt like it was uh, it was a little uninspired. That's so crazy. I, it's, it never crossed my mind I feel like whatsoever. I and noticed. I just it. thought he was gonna die there when it blew up. I feel like I noticed it, but like I didn't at the same time. Like during the movie, I wasn't explicitly thinking, "Oh, this is a huge biblical yeah, reference." Yeah, I didn't. But I like when I'd see like, especially like with the whipping scene, like this is oddly like a certain story. It's like that other guy we talk about once <laughs> right? in a while. You know, yeah. that's so weird. Yeah, yeah I mean, I like didn't you have weird brains. See any of it until after? Like there was one scene that I'm like, "Oh, this is obviously Jewish storytelling that I'm seeing here." But uh what the hell are you guys talking about? Well, there's Jesus obviously Christ. a lot of <laughs> yes. a lot of it. He's he is 
their savior, and so there's a lot of nods to... Uh, if anything, I thought of the scrolls at the beginning of the original films and mm. their religion I there in that. that world. He's their savior, and so there's a lot of nods to like the Jewish stories of Moses or the Christian stories of Jesus. Nope. None of that. None of that crossed there, your brain. Not ever. Like, but well, you also watched Sucker Punch and didn't pull anything out of that. It is what I don't understand what you can pull out of that. I mean, surface to me. Lots of slaves slaves are whipped, so that could yeah, be go either way. Yeah, all I thought it was prisoner of but war. But literally, the scene where he yells at the guard who is whipping the other guy—that's that's ripped Moses. right out of the story of Moses. Okay, well, mm-hmm. guys, I didn't read the Bible, okay, so I don't know any of this shit. You're not cultured. And I didn't it's okay. Get it. It's pop culture. But, um, no, not it. Th- yeah, yeah, some same way, people don't know who that is. I didn't realize the all of these n- moments till the next day, and I'm like reading all of them through my head, uh, and I'm like, oh yeah. And so I looked it up, and Matt Reeves and the main writer uh, watched a bunch of old biblical movies, like Ten yeah, Commandments, Ten Commandments. And that was part of their screening party. Uh, ben <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Did, yeah, but um, they probably did it because of what I just said. It reminded me of the scrolls at the beginning of the old movies. Mm. Didn't hmm. uh, Don kind of do the same thing with like Shakespeare, a little bit? I I, I feel like I like kind of. Yeah, yeah, I mean, kind of. But this it was not so heavy. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it wasn't like they didn't follow that exact playbook, right? Uh, Sorry, guys. Just like the betrayal and all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My other complaint is that the first forty-five minutes of this film feels like the war aspect of war the planet of the apes and then i feel like the last part of the movie the apes play a side role between man versus man Mm -hmm. makes sense to me and that for a film that's called war for the planet of the apes i expected more just like i expected more from battle of the planet of the apes well maybe it's not a war between the apes and the humans but the humans and the humans trying to win the planet of the apes that's correct but they can't win it oh the war for because everybody loses it's lost to the and apes. Then they're idiots it's the planet of the apes. You can't win the planet of the apes. Uh, yeah, it belongs just, to the apes. Mm-hmm. I just feel yeah. like See, I was a little short sell. I just needed to answer that for you. No you, big you deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think my Bait biggest... and switch. That's, that's the <laughs> yeah. term. <laughs> Holds up in a court of law. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the big thing Like during watching the movie that kind of caught me off guard is that I went in expecting like war and spectacle okay, well, and I got a prison movie mostly. A <laughs> yeah. That was the majority yeah. of the movie I mean, it seemed kinda like. Kind of like Shawshank Redemption issue. I mean, I definitely enjoyed I think the first half more than the second half. Yeah, I, I enjoy the whole movie, but I think I'm but more of a fan of the first half. I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the first half, and I loved I loved them exp- like leaving the pack and seeing uh, Maurice and Rocket and Caesar explore like that uh, the Bad Apes home. Yeah, like yeah. that that whole scene was beautiful and just a nice quiet moment. <laughs> and Bad Ape is a nice the only really bit of levity that the movie gives you. Yeah. yeah. Luca. Nice. And yeah, you're, you're forgetting Luca, Luca, Luca because Luca was I was going to say he actually him I guess him and Donkey because they're both gorillas but they went up a huge step from the last movie. Yeah because like uh, Luca looked, was in the one scene right really I mean he played that one yeah he he brings uh, Malcolm up Malcolm up yeah that was the one moment I remember Luca from he was also in the bus chained up okay I remember that but uh, I I think he ends the movie with with him Mm, okay but either way uh, yeah as we saw gorillas in the last one and they went up a huge amount this because I I think he looks as good as Maurice now yeah yeah. I actually thought great. a lot of the the shots of like the apes, like their face, like I thought it kind of looked like they're wearing makeup. 
Because like, it did especially like, like with like that scene, I, I know I remember like when Bad Ape like picks his head up through the hole, you know, in mm-hmm. the ground, like and the the spotlight is kind of on him. I'm like his reflections and like the sweat and everything. I swear this is a real person's. He like, looked really good face. too. He's like, oh my gosh! It's like I think he looked the best of the chimps. Probably. Hmm. Probably. No, more, more technology to make a new chimp. So. Um, <laughs> they can't. They can't update the old ones. Well, I mean, once you to reboot everything. Once you set their the facial structures, you can't change them very drastically. So, True. creating a new one, you can make it to what you want. Mm. So, Lake okay. and Bad Ape probably looked slightly better. That makes sense. That does make sense. Uh, only one I complain about would be Winter, but just because he's so weird looking. He was weird looking, and like back at the beginning of the film, so we get the we get the entire attack, and then we have. What I didn't understand is we had a war a war strategy happening with Caesar, right? Mm-hmm. And Luca was there, but I don't I with Winter being there, I was like, That's weird. Like, where did you even come from? And he's white, so and he's an albino, so he sticks out like a sore thumb yeah. too. Just felt weird that he Caesar would have someone new that close. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I feel like yeah, that whole like yeah, when he as soon as he showed now. up, I'm like he's gonna either die or get hurt because yeah. they're using that for blood. It's just it's weird because yeah. like I feel like that scene would have meant more if it were like an established character, like with the whole betrayal. Like mm. if it would have been an actual ape that we'd already had introduced, yeah. right? Like Luca. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. have liked Luca to betray Luca him. Luca wouldn't have done that. I I did. Did you th- assume he kind of let him go? Mm-hmm. I didn't assume it. I thought I wonder if he let him go. I I I, I hope he didn't. I, I thought like, I just thought he was uh, a moron. I like him. Yeah. So, I mean, I like having a new ape around. I do too, and I it seemed too convenient cuz like Uh-huh. One that ape, that gorilla was beat down. Winter was fresh. Mm-hmm. It just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, and especially cuz it looked like he just got punched in the nose. But and it was interesting to see he gives him away, but he does say we need to leave tonight. So he was it was kind of a backup plan. Yeah, is give away Caesar's position. If uh, we're gone, then we're gone. But if not, at least I'll be safe, or I'll be set free, or whatever right. he was he bargained for. Yeah, that scene though, like when the soldiers are raiding, like their village is yeah. very cool through the cave, especially yeah, yeah. especially with rocket tackling yeah. the gun. The gun laser goes off, and you just see yeah. the lighting from the guns. Did you guys watch Sicario amazing. last year? No, it reminded me a lot of that. Mm. Um, I don't know if you saw that. I, there was, there were a lot that. of very dark shots in that movie where it's just soldiers walking. The director's right. doing the new Blade Runner though. Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of uh, Alien Covenant and all that. Like that whole t- that whole hmm. world was very yeah. much what I was thinking whenever we saw that. So. Didn't uh, that director direct something this year? Arrival. Arrival. Yeah, I need yeah. to watch that. I have it rented actually because it was like a ninety-nine cent uh, iTunes thing this week. So I have it. I just have. I haven't watched it. Yet. I'd loan it to you, but you have a bunch of my movies. So. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. As soon as Caesar hears the King Kong down, I was like, God, no. Because you see yeah. the you see the laser go up to his head, but I'm like, and then it goes away, and I'm like, did he make it or not? Right. I mean, the horror movie thing, that if you don't yeah, see them die, die then they're, then they're still alive. Oh, that's uh, fuck those and guys. Yeah, then having to see him go through that. Uh, yeah, no, that was terrible. I Especially mean, since we got to know Blue Eyes in the last movie so much. We did. And, and we, we ha- didn't even get to spend enough time with Cornelia. No, we barely got to. I mean, she was in the last movie, but what was she, she was more like a prop than yeah, she was yeah. anything else. She was, she was a, just pregnant. She was a MacGuffin. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I was I was really sad to see Blue Eyes go because I was wanting. For sure. And I was surprised too because yeah, they did establish him in the last film. I figured he was going to be a big big you know, role this yeah. time around, right? He was Kendall's favorite. Mm. <laughs> She's depressed right now. Yeah. Well, so was I. Yeah, and I was there. It, it was. I didn't have time to be sad because I he was right there in front of him, and so I'm just angry. I'm like, go get him. Mm, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but and he he went for him, but no. Nope. I, I, I was sitting beside you this time and normally I'm either by Seth or Kendall mm-hmm. and like could see your reactions out of my peripheral because like <laughs> you grip the seat a little differently or something. Uh, um, I just I just wouldn't notice. Yeah. And I was right there with you, especially he, right then in that moment. I was like, or? he, he is. Uh, he's that, I, was, when, that was my hand over the mouth moment. Yeah, I saw that. his son. Yeah. Ugh. I kind of uh, knew what was going on whenever you know that music kicked in. I'm like, oh, something's about to go down. But like, uh, especially since I, I, you know, the synopsis of the movie is that it's a revenge tale. You know, something happens. He loses and you know, everything. I knew Woody Harrelson was the bad guy, but mm-hmm. then when I he turns around, I'm like, is that him? Because he's got the he's got the beard on. and all that. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, it, I don't know. It looks kind of like Matthew McConaughey from Reign of Fire. Kind of, kind of did, kind of did, and it. It also he also looked weird with the with the beard and the aviators on, whenever mm. they eventually caught right. Caesar. Hmm. That I don't know. That looked weird to me. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so they go on this Odyssey next, and we eventually come across we come across this little girl. Best character. <laughs> and they murder her father. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Forgot about that. <laughs> they oh, yeah, murder the that. father, and then they parade her right by her father. Like this uh-huh. way. Don't mind that. <laughs> that was pretty dark. Yeah. yeah a bit. But I wonder if she knew it was her father or not. Like, I wonder if she had regressed to that point or. Oh, yeah. Because she kind of just maybe seemed confused. She did. Yeah. She she kind of looked. But I mean, she's also a child. Maybe she doesn't understand death because kids also. Did you like um, the introduction of that character? Because I thought it was really interesting where like you there was no focus on who Maurice was interacting with yeah. at the beginning until like you focus and you just see this little child with a nosebleed and you're like, what is going on here? Well, you know, she has like the flu or whatever. Mm-hmm, right. And then you the learn about what that flu means and you're like, that's why, you know, she, right. she can't tell. So, Which yeah. the whole time I was thinking, especially whenever they found the soldiers that were dead in the, in the, uh, uh, the snow, I was like, it's a virus. Yeah, it's got to be the fucking virus. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. something I, pie- again, I pieced I together. I didn't assume that it was what you said. I assumed that somehow the flu was coming back mm-hmm. the uh, simian flu yeah like i pieced together the whole you so know it's turning them into that AIDS more or less more sense before the at that point yeah you know, the big bad Nerd. actually introduces it, gives uh, it yeah gives so that it was cool. i, I liked was that. confused why it didn't kill them because i assumed it would be killing uh, yeah them. i was thinking they were, they were dying too but mm-hmm. it's interesting uh yeah actually you're mentioning the title earlier the title went out of my mind after a few minutes into the movie. I forgot all about it. And it doesn't really bother me being the title because for everybody's like talked about what, why do those be, why does the dawn come after the rise and all that? And so really they're just titles. They sure. They don't have to describe it to the T, but this, once we actually got onto that part and rocket and Luca and uh, Maurice all are going with him. I'm like, Oh, I hope this is just a road trip adventure movie with these, these, that's kind of what I wanted. Yeah, like that, that seemed at that point, I'm like, Ooh, I I'm into this. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so why I. I was disappointed to find out they're stuck in the same location for the. Yeah. yeah this was movie. a, this was a very small 
film, if you think yeah. about it. it kind of like Rise. Yeah, yeah. Rise had a little bit. I mean, it, it had, had some. It had the house. It had the lab. It the had bridge. the forest. It had the bridge. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had it had a little bit more, but like this was two locations. It was the caves, and then it was the, the prison. prison yeah. Really, and then some land in between. <laughs> yeah, and we've got the the how the ski lodge. Sure. And it just then, felt uh, really s- small, yeah. smaller than I expected. I think I, I was wanting a little bit more globetrotting, a little bit more yeah. sightseeing, yeah. Because I was expecting a very, you know, a broad film. When I hear war, I think big. Yeah, I, I thought big too. And, like, I that's what I – I guess my expectation was off just because I was expecting, yeah. like – Kind of – I mean, like, for, for lack of a better uh, representation just in terms of these films – I expected something more in line with the Planet of the Apes that Tim Burton did. At the end of the film, there's that huge battle, right? Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I thought we were kind of we were headed for was something more along those lines, not what not what we got. It's a battle um, for the Like you apes. wanted between the two species. Yeah. Yeah, like okay. I expected more of a more of a war. I guess like, I wasn't expecting yeah. it because knowing or their leader mm-hmm. is a pacifist. True. And uh, he doesn't really want any of them to fight because he doesn't want any of them to die. But then I hear the synopsis of the movie is revenge. And I'm like, well, there you go. Because <laughs> so, really, yeah. we only see them de- t- defending their turf. Mm. And yeah. he actually explains that. He says, just leave us alone. Yeah, he even offers peace. And there peace. will be no war. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Screw that guy, by the way, that he sends out of there. That soldier. Preacher. <laughs> yeah. Preacher. You, you kind of think he's gonna have a redemption arc, but no. No, and yeah, there was a was there was a deleted scene actually where um, Preacher pulls Caesar aside and said, "Listen, like you did me a favor and spared my life, but my loyalty ri- uh, lies with Macala, and you're the enemy." Hmm. See, like I was surprised by the fact that he didn't have like kind of that generic redemption, especially so. at the end. At the end, I was like, "Well, I was like, that was a nice little touch." He, they kind of communicate it with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell he has some guilt there, but he's still acting according to right. what he's been taught. So I thought it was still like a compelling, you know, side character with really no dialogue whatsoever. But it's uh, still it's interesting, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah I kind of took it as well. Obviously, all of them including their leader are acting on fear, but it seemed like all of his guys are kind of fearful of him. Mm-hmm. Kind of like in the dawn, that's what blue eyes says. All the apes are following Koba because they're afraid, afraid of Koba. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Which. So, the, okay. Here, I got two thoughts. The road trip would be awesome. That's what I was like. I was like, great. We're going to have like a little intimate adventure with these four characters. This is going to be yeah. great. Not what we got, but nope. I did appreciate a lot more Maurice this time around than any of the other yeah, films. Yeah, he was, or it is a he, right? Yeah, yeah. it is a he. I thought yeah. it was a she, but yeah, it, yeah. because of the yeah, played by a cap. woman, but mm-hmm. it is yeah. a man. Yeah. yeah, he was great, and I, mean, I would say orienting. Rocket developed a ton. Mm-hmm. I like Rocket. Rocket I loved him in this movie. Yeah, mm. I think Maurice and Nova were the best, my favorite characters in this film. Just their little relationship. But right after we get Nova, and right before we meet Bad Ape, I don't remember what it was in my mind that made me think this, but I I was wondering if there was going to be other apes in the world that were going to be able to get this. Right. And then I thought, I wonder if it can have a reverse effect where it comes from the humans to the ape, and then they get smart. Mm. And it happened right after that. I got my answer. Yeah, yeah, you did. Because we meet Bad Ape. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, and I was not expecting comic relief right that, I, that <laughs> it was good comic relief it was and as it, but as it started and whenever i realized like i knew the voice it was steve zahn mm-hmm. and whenever i heard that i was like 
this is going to be really good or this is going to be really bad and stick yeah. out like a sore thumb because he's he's done some really good films but he's done more bad than he's done good no, mm-hmm. like he's good in them he does what he can but yeah. the humor's not always there mm-hmm. um so yeah i re- bad ape was awesome yeah yeah they didn't like overplay it either like, no it was there when it, it, it when it was there it was nice you know yeah and never was like oh there was bad ape <laughs> like, no but then right after that we get uh nova we get nova mm-hmm. wasn't that a fun little throwback yeah interesting what, uh, yeah i didn't think about that but right okay. so, do you know who she who, do you know who she was no in the spoils. original film she was the uh well he, he it's 40 she's years, the 50 years love old interest. in the original film She's a savage woman that ends up being not Taylor's. the same character, just yeah, the no, same no, name. Totally. Yeah, no, and she's so. grown. She's a grown woman, okay. and she ends up being Charlton Heston's girlfriend, more or less. Is that an ape or a human? Human. human. <laughs> okay, I was like, is it like a crossbreed kind of thing? Oh no, that was that was Tim Burton's film. They worked on that there. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that was bestiality. <laughs> I'm glad Seth's not here. <laughs> uh, yeah, he'd get a little too excited. I was just thinking it was nice the way they pre- presented it too. Like there wasn't, they weren't talking and naming or trying to figure out a name for. They just oh, yeah. right. the hands are the Chevy Nova logo. Yeah, because I thought emblem. it was just gonna be her. You know, the just the symbol itself saying Nova was gonna be the throwback. Yeah, and it wasn't gonna necessarily stick. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I but felt it too. But it was, it was a little sweeter. It was. It really was. And so with uh, with that, whenever we meet the girl, whenever we meet Nova, we get the first line out of Maurice. Mm. He says something like, uh, like, look, or it's safe, or something like that. Like, it's very quiet. And I was like, the whole time I was like, did I just hear him speak, or was that a sound Didn't effect? Didn't he have a line in Dawn, too? Run. run yeah yeah but it was really deep so whenever this lighter voice came around i was like mm, i don't know like maybe i just heard something but as he would later go on to speak and say like nova like i was like that was his voice back then yeah so yeah which is something caesar and his voice progresses through the whole thing so it goes from like a painful hey. grass not grass but raspy mm-hmm. um to now he speaks very clearly very fluent kind of yes did you the um i to continue with Nova, I thought that the scene when she, you know, sneaks into the camp and feeds him and like gives him drink was like I think probably the most profound scene in the whole movie, just because it shows like it was such a touching it was little like, scene. For the Caesar. gentle kindness and like the innocent kindness of a that child. comes from a child. Yeah, yeah. It just in comparison to these savage humans who mm-hmm. are you know all about war and it killing. It's a beautiful scene because there's yes. all these. And guys marching around too and and yeah, she's yeah. just walking she, she walks, walks straight through the fearless. camp yeah. yeah no fear faith of a child yeah and the you know the her little like smile and like the doing the whole ape strong together you know mm-hmm. hand motion yeah that was great yeah it was and whenever she asks if, what if she's an ape it's like oh man <laughs> but it was also a great somewhere yeah. no, you dumb shit <laughs> <laughs> i have hair you don't i walk like this you don't i can't, i'm not remembering where we first get this but Last podcast I brought up, he couldn't have survived Koba being. But thing, they bring but his they ghost bring him back. back and in ghost form, yeah. Yeah, that was something I I have a note about in, that. In like, uh, Caesar's guilt. What did you think about that? That was a, it, it was, was a nice scary. little subplot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he was creepy. Really with well the blood shot, running down yeah. his face. It was, yeah, and it looked so so. There was good. a little foreshadowing because yeah. at the beginning he <laughs> says, uh, "Koba still haunts us." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Nope, just you, boy. 
Huh. But yeah, the Ghost of Cobra was was awesome and chilling. Um, it makes sense. And Caesar's fear about turning into Cobra. Yeah, that was that was really really good yeah, to the point where he's cool. not even afraid. He's just like, I am Koba. Mm-hmm. I or Maurice was right. Mm-hmm. I can't run away from my hate. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Which I mean, imagine yourself in that position. Like you would want, you would want that. I don't know. They're like that's it's one in a million. Somebody that can forgive and let someone just go mm-hmm. who yeah. murdered your family. It's really funny. Um, I was at a half of it. the Rooster Teeth convention in uh, Austin like last week or so, and uh, Andy Circus was there like promoting, uh, and like the tech team too was there promoting War for the Planet of the Apes. They actually screened it uh, there like a week before it came out, but I missed it because I was going to. a Legend of Zelda symphonic symphonic mm-hmm. concert, but um, I went to the panel and he had said about the script for the movie, like when he had first read it, he was like, "This is so out of character for Caesar," but I guess after thinking about it, he's like, "Well, it makes sense." But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just it's funny that he would have, you know, he'd go from being this pacifist to being this revenge, you know, revengeful. Yeah, I think it worked pretty well, and it felt natural, like considering what had happened. Like he'd been trying so hard, you know, to be peaceful. Yeah. Despite everything that happened to him. Yeah. So it just, it made sense that he'd come to a breaking point. Mm -hmm. So he eventually goes into the camp. They get him and all that. He has this very interesting interaction with the Colonel inside his office. To me, the way Woody Harrelson played that, like it was, I don't know. It was maybe the best bit of acting I've ever seen from Woody Harrelson. I just can't imagine having that kind of like, weight to what you're saying speaking to a man in a gray suit with white dots yeah or a black suit with white dots you know what i mean yeah and we andy circus talked about it a little bit on the behind the scenes for and he talked about uh, it at the panel dawn how mostly when you're actor at actor yeah you can tell when they're a character even Mm -hmm. if the way they're dressed yeah yeah so it at first, uh, it's a little off-putting, but about five minutes into acting, you don't you're, about you're sold. It? Yeah. And I heard Woody Harrelson said that. Like mm-hmm. somebody asked him, in a, I think it was Screen Junkies asked them about it, and he said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, after a few minutes, you just get used to it." Yeah, I think it's he said it was like at the panel because during like Q and A, he got questions like that. Uh, just basically, just you look in the actor's eyes and you know conveys everything. And he also said like about the whole motion capture experience, like it's less about you know acting like an ape or whatever it's all it's really just about you know being the conveying character. the character yeah the mm-hmm. personality so and it just it works yeah. yeah it does and i mean his uh i saw some of the behind the scenes just little clips that they've shared of like b-roll and whatnot and the way the way that andy circus can like manipulate his face in mm. such a subtle but direct way mm-hmm. is is something special yeah, because in this film, like that's all you need. He's Something like, special being he owns a lot of mirrors. Yeah, this is what thinking. Like maybe just practices a lot of mirrors. House of mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Or maybe he's got a hallway. It's just like a bunch of. It's it's, it's like a like a fu- it's a fun house, right? <laughs> and his face gets really big on one. He's like, all right, I can see everything here. <laughs> if I just quiver my lip at this right moment, you know. Right. So, we go a little further into the film. And his followers turn away from him. Yeah. That was weird. That was a very weird scene, especially after... I can understand maybe their faith was shaken a little bit after Koba, but the way he came back and took care of everything, I don't know. I would think in this situation, they would be the the ape strong 
mentality would be stronger than ever in this moment, not turning away. Uh, yeah, and as they're leaving, uh, or as he's leaving, Maurice says, this is your tribe, you need to be with us. And I would imagine a lot of them felt the same way. So mm. they kind of yeah. felt abandoned, abandoned. when they yeah, left. Yeah, it looked like he straight up abandoned them. But I'm just, I was thinking about it. two people. After that happens, off. and I'm thinking of what they're thinking, I thought, would it have gone well if he had been with them? Like, could they have actually stood up? I probably mean, they're, they're not. All packed up to leave. They're probably not ready for a battle. Yeah, probably not. Even with Caesar's great tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not thinking of a character when you brought up that scene. Ash was it the the female ape that was friends with Blue Eyes? No, that Male. was that was the son of Rocket. That's Rocket's son. Mm, no, maybe it's a different name. Uh, the one that's uh Lake. like after. Caesar's about to get shot for not stopping work. It's Lake. That, yeah. Lake. Yeah, Lake. Lake. And they s- seem to introduce a friendship with Blue Eyes before he dies. Girlfriend yeah. or wife I was thinking or something. That, yeah, he so said you like, loved my son. Interesting. Yeah, you yeah. love my son. Take care brother. of his brother. Of his brother. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, mm. I thought that, that. Did she show up at all in the previous movies? Mm-hmm. No. No. Okay. no, she was she new. new. Okay. Yeah. Which is what Kendall was saying about like the the way her face is made and looking a little she's a bit better. Oh yeah, okay, that was one of the characters you referenced. Okay, Ash is dead. Yeah, that sorry. entire scene, by the way, talking about him standing up with that orangut like with that orangutan and the orangutan being murdered and then the gun going right to Caesar's head. Like, mm-hmm. I think I heard somebody in our theater gasp when that <laughs> happened. <laughs> Like Might it was, me. <laughs> it, it was so silent. You could hear a pin drop, like in that mm, moment. Yeah, so tense. Yeah, for sure. Cool. But scene. Yeah, then Lake saves him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was ready to just go down with the ship. He's like, "Do it! I dare you." Yeah. Pride. Yeah. Yeah. A um, little bit too too prideful, uh, and we eventually get a little bit more of uh, the colonel's backstory, and we learn that not all is well with the rest of the world and the colonel. Mm-hmm. Um, which was not what I was expecting. Like, I, it was one of my complaints about the movie is that it felt like it was more of a war between humans and the apes were there. Mm. Um, this whole subplot of him being removed from his command was, I don't know, kind of left field. Mm-hmm. I mean, it made sense. It played much into the future of mm-hmm. the planet. Sure, mm. sure. It was um, really um, somber, in my opinion, like because especially like it felt sad in this mm-hmm. movie, especially because you kind of get connected to the humans in Dawn, and even in Rise, I guess. I mean, Meh. really, the only likable human in Rise was the family, you know. Yeah, that but, was um, it. Uh, in Dawn, you know, you have not only the, the group of humans that are interacting with the apes, but even like um, the one with glasses—I forget his name, Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. Even him, like he, he, his backstory is enough to make him seem redeemable. Like, yeah, I am like, what happened to them? They surely, what happened? I don't they know. But, but I think you're e- supposed to easily just let them go away and yeah. let the apes rise. No, totally. Movie. I'm like, no thinking, pun like, It's sad, but like just thinking like about you know the humans, they're dying. It's like, and, yeah. But you've grew because yeah, as as we're getting close to the end, I'm like, okay, so all these people as they're coming in, I'm like. Well, I guess so. Some of them are gone. I guess <laughs> the rest will die out with the virus. Yeah. They'll go mute. And then <laughs> we the have avalanche the takes avalanche. Well. Yeah, we have the avalanche. Yeah. But it's just sad because the movie does a good job of making you feel connected to both um, the apes and the humans in some situations. Uh, 
Not right. all situations, but yeah. Yeah. Nova. Which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because in this is the f- this film we don't have a human protagonist. Yeah. Right. They're just all despicable. Whereas in the past too we have. Mm. And speaking of the past too, and Malcolm, um, in the book it talks about what happens to Malcolm. Uh, Malcolm really? Malcolm went to the colonel trying to prevent him from going after the apes and he murders him. Serious? Oh, Does that make sense? Uh, well, at least he went on a hero. Yeah, he, he left he left Caesar the next day and went for the colonel, got to the colonel, and there's a line, he's talking about it in the book. He's like, a man came to me a while back telling me about this amazing ape, and I shot him. Wow. Okay, you're Damn a it. psycho. Yeah, it's because I mentioned last episode, like, they the apes should have gone, and then they just wait in the city and, mm-hmm. and explain, no, no, it was. there's nothing wrong. There's no With apes the here. Apes, the apes right. and the humans. No, Instead, no, he runs directly like, to him. He's like, "Let me tell you about my buddy, who's an ape, and then you killed me." Yeah, mm. yeah lied. Because like you feel that same sense of emptiness after you know going from rise to dawn. You're like, "Oh, the whole family is gone," and then yeah. you go into this movie. You're like, "Oh, the whole uh, village is gone." <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so it's like you have that sense of emptiness and just like true like apocalypse, like right in these movies, going from movie to movie, just a sense of loss and the world going moving on and not stopping for anyone really Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's what they that's part of what the whole franchise really is about is just evolution and Mm. going with it not against it yeah for sure uh i do i love that shot if we're gonna talk about the avalanche of like when the soldiers just kind of just look at him and one of the guys has the goal to raise his gun yeah hear the avalanche Because, like, that's kind of a very human moment. And, like, one guy's like, uh, I guess we should shoot him, maybe. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, the, the so before we get to the very end, yeah. the scenes of uh, Maurice and Bad Ape in the sewer, mm. or in the pipeline there, it's hilarious. Especially, like, mm. whenever Maurice is, like, climb up. Climb up. And he's, no. just, he's like, no, no, no. And then he just yells at him, and he's just like... Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was like the only one that laughed whenever he falls down when they move because they're hearing like the water coming. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little bit of slapstick. I don't know. Right. Yeah. But I like I really liked those scenes and just mm-hmm. Maurice. Maurice is very much played more so in the Zayas way, like as a Zayas kind of archetype in this film than the others. He's a teacher. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw the teacher bit and stuff like that, but like here, he's also. He hangs back. He's the brains. Mm-hmm. So I, li- I like that. Yep, very likable. And got a lot more, I think, screen time. Way more screen time. I was thankful for that. Because mm-hmm. the whole time, like, after we heard Maurice speak the one word in Dawn, this whole movie, I'm just like, I just want to hear you talk. Hmm. It's been a couple Please years. Talk to me. Please talk. Yeah. I just want to hear what you sound like. Like, I don't know. Like, we never got... Rocket never makes a vocal sound. Or a word, rather. He makes plenty of vocal sounds, but... I don't know. I was just. Rocket never speaks. Can we talk about um, like the fact that these movies like do well for large audiences? Because they feel very kind of highbrow to me, and it's, I'm surprised that they get such an audience, hmm. like in the mainstream. Does that surprise you at all? The fact that they're kind of they kind of feel like art films in a, a way. Uh, they, they get the big budget, and they kind of have that blockbuster appeal. Kind of. I mean, like I, I kind of. They're more. 
we watched a, a winter film in the summer that never happens. Yeah. So yeah, like I mean, what you're saying, like it's it's very much uh, the concept transcends transcends the typical walls that yeah. an art film would have to deal with. I, it's art filmish in a way, but uh, while retaining you know the yeah, mainstream the, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, I see what you're saying. It's a little surprising. Uh, it's not. If this was the first one. I don't think it would do nearly as well, but since yeah. we had the buildup of one and then Dawn, like Dawn was such a big spectacle of a film. Yeah, yeah. Um, they 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 could do the quiet kind of more art film. Right, yeah. And um, I see it continuing to do well. I mean, it, I, it definitely doesn't, I don't think it has as much blockbuster appeal as the first two did, but it, um, in terms of like, visuals and there you know there is action in it it's just much more subdued than we go yeah we go a long time without an action a real action scene and that's part of the reason i was like where's the action like this is Mm -hmm. a war movie right (laughs) yeah no i i we get the opening action scene and then we get the attack on the cave and then the last action scene is the very end of the film yeah right uh i mean we get the quiet assassination of winter yeah which mm-hmm. was pretty powerful considering <laughs> Caesar just like yeah damn because yeah. he it just looks like I mean he's upset but knowing think, Caesar he's probably not gonna do it yeah. but then he's he forced yeah. yeah yeah I think like my favorite I thing I thought about he was just trying to make him quiet <laughs> I thought he was too I thought he was just doing a sleeper hold mm-hmm. and putting him mm-hmm. out I think <laughs> yeah, that yeah. he thought he was it seems like he's dead at the end mm-hmm. where they check his pulse oh, he's, never, he's dead he's dead he's dead well, but I think Caesar dead. thought he was silencing him well, that's the and thing. He was angry is, and he accidentally killed I was him. after that. I'm like, is he dead or not? And then I thought, if he's dead, you think the humans or the everybody would be like, find his body and then just go searching around mm-hmm. for whoever killed him. They probably right. got the heck out of Dodge. They now. left, so. They were all, yeah, yeah the they also. morning, right? I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. they wake up and they're leaving. Yeah. So no no telling, but I mean I'm also sure that they're just like eh hey, like it's yeah we never see him later so and they're it's also an ape and they're just like who gives a shit like right. let's just get donkey. out of here yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I think it's I, just a donkey <laughs> in regards to like action I know like Shrek one thing I really enjoyed about Dawn is that build up to the bombast because mm. the act good it was really good so I I think I was expecting that turned up to eleven but it was more turned down to eight maybe <laughs> turned out yeah. fine, fine fine by me which yeah. is good but it's not what i was expecting yeah it was not what i, I every mean, film has been significantly different oh yeah so mm-hmm. i like yeah. that rise is In like coming of age <laughs> yeah i mean it rises literally the rise yeah. and then dawn is kind of like that's because yeah. if you think about it like with star wars every each all three of those films don't change that much empire is darker than the other two but but really they're other than that they're all mm-hmm. space epics mm-hmm. right whereas yeah. this seth even it's said I, I might read his note later you should read uh, his note. but he mentioned it feels kind of westernish uh, yeah. which seems kind of like a big thing this year it, like it kind of does with logan yeah it, it's seeming <laughs> to weave into a lot of blockbuster movies this year yeah all I know is like I'm really in an action movie like mood currently with Marvel movies. I even watched like the the reboot of Star Trek recently, and that's so good. Uh, but like I'm just in that mood for blockbuster films right now. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm gonna have the opportunity to watch a Planet of the Apes movie, and this big blockbuster you know, movie in the theater, and, and it it's the one anything, that's quiet. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I'm like, it's you not what, what I was expecting. I at all. compared my experience with Rise to Batman Begins, where it's like somber. But still fun mm-hmm. in in that sense in that action sense, uh, 
this whole trilogy feels kind of like the Dark Knight trilogy. It kind of does. I could kind of see that. Yeah. And that came to, that came to my mind a little bit, especially with the way that Dawn ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way this kind of goes, where mm-hmm. your main characters no hold, more held up for a while. Mm, yeah, that too. It does make sense. I didn't think about it. I still really enjoyed the movie. It just definitely wasn't what I was expecting going in. No, no. And I mean, by the end, we get the we obviously we have the huge the apes get out, and then they start getting assassinated, and then the donkey ape saves Caesar unexpectedly, and then gets his mm-hmm. brains blown out, and it's just like. It's one of the. It's kind of become a trope or cliche, I guess, where the music cuts out, cuts out, and yeah. it's just silence I when like you it. see it. I, I it. like it. I do like it, and I prefer it over like the gratuitous, like, bam, there goes your brain kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wasn't expecting. I was not expecting that. Yeah. Um. I think I. I think I'd said this to you after we watched the movie, but um, not only was there a person in the theater that audibly responded to that grenade launch explosion God. Uh, in a goofy way uh. during our screening but um remember. how i had brought up that when i was at the convention they screened the movie early uh-huh. though i didn't get to make it my friend did and he said that during a explosion during the movie somebody whistled you know the way someone would whistle at someone they find attractive and it made the whole theater you know burst into laughter at that moment uh-huh, that's gotta uh-huh. be that scene so i was thinking it has yeah. to be do you that remember scene. what he did because i remember it annoying me because he was like right in front two two rows right in front of me it was some kind of audible sound i don't know yeah. what it was really but um mm-hmm. all i know is that he some, it must have been cut in some way that caused humor just the way his helmet flies into the air and it comes out of nowhere it kind of yeah i mean it is it's it could be, be shock a, you yeah know, like, it could be shock but i think it's meant to be a little kind of like Lighten the mood a little bit, and he gets his, and it's kind Mine of like, was a, oh my god! Yeah, so my reaction was like, oh, that happened. And yeah, then like, I was kind of like, I could see I people my mouth again. <laughs> I could see people finding it humorous, but it just really clashes with what I think the mood is supposed to be. I think the guy in front of us said, yeah, or something <laughs> stupid god. like that. Yeah, like yeah. he was Army. really excited, and it was yeah, just like, whoa, yeah. dude! It was just an explosion. <laughs> yeah, it had, yeah, it had to have been that. Um, that guy's dead. Quit cheering. Yeah. But right before that, the twist of the movie, the Ooh. colonel meets his own fate. Totally saw it coming. Really? No, when he, when he, oh. picked, up, he, picked, up when he picked up the doll, I was like, it's going to spread through the camp now. Like, it's not I even, didn't think about that. I thought I it was going to spread through the camp, and I thought, actually, they were going to all kind of start losing their minds and just start destroying each other. I think that would have been See, interesting. See, even when he goes up there and everything's destroyed, I assumed the donkey got to him. Like, the donkey finally turned against him i assumed he was he, sick, he but was i trying never to, thought it was the doll he said he was gonna protect himself mm. and so i assumed that was his moment he was gonna take out the colonel and then leave he was yeah. making and so i thought he was gonna find him in there drink the first night he brings caesar up oh, there yeah. i assumed he also looked like he, he had been, been drunk. sick for a while my first um, thought, but I thought, was not the doll at all. Because there was, was alcohol exactly knocked over. My first so. thought was exactly that. I thought maybe like he like he got like, drunk, got wimpy, wimpy he's, and it's like right before the war, he's like, oh, we're not gonna win this. I'm just gonna get it. wasted. Because yeah. yeah. you first Flare go up, in, yeah. you see the place destroyed. So then mm-hmm. I think Donkey got to him and escaped. Then you see the alcohol knocked over. I'm like, maybe he did it himself. Then you see he's the blood drunk. on it. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, he went crazy. Yeah, I think it's like the only. The and best so way then, then you see gone. the doll after that, and I'm like, uh It just makes so just, much sense. Just him picking up the doll, like there's nothing done in a summer movie that, especially a summer movie, that is unintentional. 
Right. So yeah. if they're going to spend the screen time to pick up a doll, it better mean something. Well, I, I thought, I thought, it was, the I thought they were going to find like, her oh, or something. Was there somebody mm. who went in yeah, here? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was him. Yeah. I thought it was just him be like, somebody going to find out camp. about Nova mm. or send somebody out to find her or something yeah, like yeah. that. Right. So I was thinking it was just like him figuring out that someone like, oh, shit. broke it. That's what I thought. If the doll had been pristine, I could see that, but the way it was so dirty and everything. Yeah, and it had blood on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like mm. for a disturbing doll. <laughs> Weird, not even a doll. It just it, it looks like, sick. It no. just does. Yeah. Do you want to tell us some of Seth's thoughts? I mean, I guess I can listen to it. I mean, if you wrote four paragraphs, yeah, I'll read it. Stuff I'll to say. Then read it. you read it, and we'll be quiet. Okay. Well, you can comment if you want. Uh, he says, "All right, I want to start by saying I loved this movie. I'm sorry, I'm not a very good impressionist I think of it was Seth." Good. The best way I can express that in a simple way is that it was the movie I didn't know that I needed to see. Wait, is that simple or is that confusing? I don't know anymore. But what I do know, <laughs> Seth. Oh, Seth. but what I do know is that I loved the adventure of this movie. Seeing Caesar, Maurice, Rocket, that one gorilla travel together, Luca. Luca, God dang it! Why does no one know his name? And what we all could guess <laughs> was a doomed mission, a final mission. It sort of had a Western feel to it. You know, the band of good guys go against the bigger band of bad guys, even though they know they'll probably all die. Do you get what I'm saying? I hope so, because (laughs) I'm not there to defend myself. Another thing that I really enjoy was Caesar's internal struggle. That is always a character arc that I'm a fan of, and it was so fitting after the events of Dawn. It breaks your heart seeing his family torn away from him and his need for revenge tearing him away from the bigger family. I want to just tell him to stop talking like he's writing a freaking book. <laughs> also, those Koba scenes were scary AF. But yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it, was, it was great to see C- Caesar redeem himself and then have the beautiful ending that he did. And I'll add that the tie-ins to the old movies were really rad and I loved them. Now, Everett asked me to rank them and I will decline. I used to be able to say that I liked Dawn more than Rise, but this movie changed everything. All three movies are the story of Caesar, though his life has different parts. They all come together as one thing. Oh it's all the big journey that I lo- really love. One. So yeah, no ranking. They're just really rad movies. Chicken shit. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could enjoy. He couldn't even face Dawn us as today. a standalone movie. <laughs> yeah, I can separate them, but I get what he's saying. Like it's uh, they it's, do feel like separate e- because they're so far. Apart. I think they're he's taking the e- yeah, like he said, chicken shit. He's chicken the easy way because out. he watched <laughs> more than just these three with us yeah, yeah he sat through beneath he watched the original planet and he watched the timber there is ranking to do Seth, and he watched and, escape and you watched escape there's ranking to do you get yeah. on that shit <laughs> i expect it next time this trilogy is interesting because each movie does take place in like a different era of like the world almost it, mm. so like and, um, um self I feel like watching the third one yeah. without watching the other ones would kind of suck, but you could probably watch Dawn without watching the first one, and you could definitely watch the first one without watching the other ones and still be satisfied. You like, could do it. It just, you wouldn't... It wouldn't mean as it much. Wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't mean yeah, as much. It wouldn't be as emotional. For sure. You, you know, especially towards the end, how Caesar feels about... I'm just really glad I was able to watch them so close together, because I literally just watched the first two. And like, so that's and like, the thing, though, is you probably are more detached to Caesar... Like, it's all fresh in your mind, but we've watched it over and over again, yeah, and we feel sense. like we know Caesar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the character. I definitely feel... And so this was, was very tough. Yeah, and you wouldn't feel like the... If you just jumped into this one, you wouldn't feel the death of Blue Eyes. They'd just be like, oh, there was a son and his wife. Like, who the fuck are they? Yeah. No, no. It's oh, yeah, if you just hopped in this movie. Yeah. yeah, no, totally. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, well, they didn't get any development. Why should I care? Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
Um, yeah, because like you know, Seth's girlfriend showed up to the movie. Had never I'm seen any the other ones, and I asked her, I was like, oh. "So, I was like, what did you think of this movie?" She's like, "It was all right." I was like, "It was amazing." <laughs> so I'm like, "Yeah," I was like, "Well, you haven't watched any other ones, so no does." Like, you're not gonna you love can't this movie. Just, well, you can't watch number three without watching one, two. Sorry, yeah. like that does not fly. That no. is not it okay. Really if not it's an anthology film series, kind of like Cloverfield, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could watch Ten Cloverfield Lane before watching Cloverfield, mm-hmm. and you're gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it's not. probably a better way to watch it because then you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> this trilogy is really good about the movies don't feel like um, sequel baiting. Like each movie is a really it's good itself. standalone movie on its own. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need its sequels. No. should do it. I, I, I agree. They I, are better for it. One and two, I yeah. agree with that, but I don't feel that way about this one. I feel like you need the There's other two. a few things two. like that, like Blue Eyes and Cornelia. I, it's kind of like you can't... I don't think you could watch The Dark Knight Rises... The Koba stuff wouldn't make any sense. The Koba <laughs> stuff wouldn't make any sense. You can't, you can't, you wouldn't be able to enjoy The Dark Knight Rises without The Dark Knight, but you could watch Batman yeah. Begins with The Dark Knight yeah. separately. Let me reword it, because like you think about the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. watching each one of those separately, you can't really judge them on their own merits because it's right. one story. It's one These ones story. are three individual stories sure. that have great continuity. Mm-hmm. Besides, yeah. kind of like the Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm yeah. finding that to be the case. Yeah, for sure. Because right. like, you know, I think a lot of the the slams that's been thrown against uh, like DC uh, is the fact that each movie feels like it's just build up for the next one. Yeah. But these movies feel like really satisfying movie experiences. Does anybody else have any more thoughts on war before we keep going? Yeah. 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 Let's yeah, try sure. some more. Okay. Okay. My second. <laughs> let's what? Cry. cry. <laughs> yeah. Let's get into crying. Cause my second yeah, damn yeah. it, Matt moment <laughs> because last episode I said I'm so I'm kind of depressed to go into war because I know it's gonna be a the we're the gonna sad lose, we're gonna lose ending people. to Caesar mm-hmm. and it's gonna be painful and then you said I I'm gonna try to quote verbatim uh sure it'll be painful but I'm not sure it's gonna be the end for Caesar because Andy Circus has said blah 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 whatever yeah he has. And then he dies, and, and he obviously dies, and I was, <laughs> how you dare asshole. you make me doubt? <laughs> yeah, how I dare mean, you that's, that's, that's soften. Well, see, I oh. was confused because you know I had been listening to your guys' podcast, mm-hmm. and you brought up a character named Caesar, and the original was like, oh, so he lives. So I watched right. the movie, like, oh, he dies. So yeah. that got me off guard. I I don't know. I think that he'll Sandy Circus will go on, and he'll portray the sun now. Or maybe he'll hmm. have flashbacks. It could episodes. be corny. <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. It could be corny. Like literally, that's what I see happening. You think it's so? possible? Because so. I mean, um, especially because they greenlit a fourth film. I was just thinking really? Cor- Cornelius yeah. and Caesar from it's the original. It's gonna be titled Cornelius. Cornelius mm-hmm. plays the new Caesar in the original, so mm-hmm. it wouldn't be Cornelius that crazy for Caesar to play Cornelius. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Mind blown. So corny <laughs> uh yeah at the end of this film i looked over and i was like i, l- I whispered it was like are you okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wasn't okay we weren't okay it does suck doesn't it but he, he had his day oh yeah i, I had to I ask l- seth for sure if he cried and he said he did i loved the ending of maurice sitting there talking to caesar uh i wasn't okay immediately thought this is gonna be everett's favorite scene because those are always your favorite scene is caesar talking to maurice not involving him dying no but it was i mean a significant moment Mm -hmm. yes but that in dawn that was my favorite when they're talking but not this one because i can't deal with him dying i couldn't anyway 
I w- it was so painful, and till to till today, I wasn't okay with it. I mean, obviously, I have to be okay with the story that is written, sure. but I was I was upset and mourning until today, and then I realized he lost his family. Everybody but Cornelius, he, I he's had so much pain in his life. I don't think he could have gone on much longer. Yeah. Especially since he's seeing visions of, of a guy he killed. Yeah. Uh, it seemed appropriate that he, I don't yeah. know how long do chimps normally live anyway. Do we know this? Uh, I think, the... I think it's like 10 to 15 years in captivity. In mm. captivity. Mm. Did you, um, think but also was... their life expectancy did you could f- change. From did you kind of notice the tonal clash in that scene too? Cause you had like the apes all celebrating and partying and just sees like, it's that was part of, I think that was kind of, yeah, that was the intention. You know, slouching over. Uh, Bonobo. 40 years, common, 50 years. Really? So, actually, yeah, he could have lived a lot he longer. He could have lived Because he was long. only, like, 15 years old. I mean, yeah. no. Okay, no, yeah, I guess no, yeah. no, no, no. He's Do you really? probably 20, like 25. To, yeah, 25, 30. Yeah. Okay. Do you really think, like, a crossbow bolt in the side would, like, be the death of someone? I guess if they bleed out. He also walked through a desert for a couple of days. There you go. Bleeding. Bleeding. Well, and the And the arrows had poison on them or something. Did they? I don't think so. Didn't he? I don't didn't know he about shoot that, one ape f- and like he, the ape died or he, like, he shot somebody with that crossbow beforehand. That whenever he shot Caesar, it made me think like mm. he's fucked. Do the do the apes not, not have any so. medics? <laughs> no, he didn't tell him. No, uh, it was under but, his arm. No one saw. Yeah, it. um, when he was dying, I realized their one doctor that has helped them is gone. Yeah, she only came to help. Cornelia, and now oh, she's yeah, no longer yeah. with them. The That's other right. corny. They'll have to learn to survive yeah. in the desert of the apes, which it ends kind of where it began, right? Because the original of. film is in a desert. Well, Looks like desert. It's in a desert, but it's, it's also not meant to be the desert. Not yeah. uh, anywhere near California. No, no, no. Mm. Well, not that far. Utah. No spoilers. Utah, yeah. but. I think you guys actually gave some spoilers away. Oh, yeah. You, you, you Something haven't. about, like, superpowers. So I'm like, what is going on here? Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> oh, a different Oh, yeah. Movie. Just wait. <laughs> I'm like, what? So yeah, you don't have that one. Oh, uh, no. Okay. So. But apparently you guys seem to reference some kind of twist at the end of the original. So mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. see what that's yeah, about. Just, just wait. I'm interested. So I also. Did you guys talk about, like, the. I don't know if dichotomy is the right word, but kind of how. It seems like the humans are the animals and the apes are the humans in the movie. The original? Yeah. yeah. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Humanity. So that's the planet of the apes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the whole... It's all about racism and just... It's a lot of social commentary of the time. Yeah. Because, like, when I think about it, I just think, like, oh, it's people wearing, you know, ape suits. <laughs> the sci-fi movie, but it sounds highbrow. Think. No, yeah. I mean, I hear how good it is. I'm like, it's got to be good, but, like, I'm going and thinking, like, I'm it's going from these... It's a classic sci-fi movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going from, like, these very, you know, high-budget, you know... Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably it's, not best to go that way, but I saw, I saw Rise and Dawn before finally really? catching the original. I'm sure, like, maybe it'll be, like, a clash, like, in the first five minutes, but I'm sure after that it'll be fine. Yeah. Especially if no, the movie... it's fine. Especially if the movie, as uh, in and of itself, is good. So. Right. And supposedly oh, well, it's great. Maybe so. you won't like any of them. Then. I yeah, we'll we'll rank them. I'm ready whenever you want to rank them. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I already gonna rank. say I love the original so much, but these movies are just so well made that I think it goes in. God, I think for me, it this is so hard to say. 
I feel Seth's Seth's um, sex. Whatever he Seth feels sex. was, yeah. he couldn't do it. Um, Dawn, War, Rise, and maybe Rise is equivalent with uh, sixty-eight yeah. for me. I would pretty much Dawn first. I would mirror that, and that it's yeah from sure. Dawn, War, Dawn Rise. War, Rise. Yeah. Okay, so where do you go next? You gotta rank them all. We watched them okay, all. Okay, okay, okay. I'm oh, gonna try. I can, I'm gonna I can try. do it. I can do it. I'm decline. gonna try. I'm set. Ready, out. listeners. I'm gonna Don't try. Don't set that on me. Okay, so we've got we've got two the, movies. The original and the trilogy. So now I'm going with the other four. I'm gonna go. Five. Ready, Matt? Five. Are you ready? ready. Beneath. Five. Oh. Yeah. Oh. No, there's four left. Oh, oh, you're saying the first three. The original the, to the me original. is as good as Rise. The hell no. Actually, wait, there's five. There's five because Tim Burton's in there somewhere. Oh, damn Shit. it. Okay, well, I'm already going to say <laughs> that's probably, that's at the end for me. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> so the other four in order, Beneath on huh? top. Oh, God, I don't want to say it. Escape, then Battle, then uh, Conquest at the at the very end, right above Tim Burton's. All right. Mine is very okay. Good. Okay, I might put Tim Burton's above Conquest. I don't know. Conquest yeah, was just Conquest so weird. was so was bad. Weird. All right. Well, I would go. I would go. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> number one. God, number you're two. The worst. Uh, <laughs> number two is uh, is Dawn. Three is Rise. Four is War. Uh. Five would be, uh, yeah. Five five would be Tim Burton. No, ah. no, sorry, no. Battle, battle, and then Tim Burton, and then the original, and then Beneath. Or, yeah, then the original, then Beneath. Yeah, Beneath is the worst. Beneath and the original is only the worst. We'll probably discuss it with you, Kindle. What? For trying to figure out how long we have to ban Matt from the podcast. Nah. Maybe I'll get Seth on it too. <laughs> I mean, maybe I'll loan you I'm all, sorry, all but the, if Matt the, is getting banned, all Seth five gets banned first. So you can, because he's so way you can understand why he fell Escape asleep in the should fifth not element. be on the top I'm of the list. To watch, I'm excited to watch Escape. You hyped it up see, for me. It's, it's so goofy and speaks to my sensibilities, sensibilities. Yeah. as a viewer. and I just can't. I have a hard time really taking... Planet of the Apes as seriously as it tries to be with somebody mm. like Charlton Heston in the lead who's in that's, that's not what I'm he's talking in, about he's in it's a, above Dawn he's in a <laughs> different movie Dawn, it, it is above Dawn for me because I, I had so much fun with that film I had so much fun and Dawn is so serious and it was so intense and like really gripping but it wasn't a lot of fun so you agree so that... So you go by fun ratings? So you think no, I don't go by fun Batman ratings, but... Batman 66 should be above <laughs> the Dark Knight trilogy. That's what no. you're saying right now. <laughs> that, is, that, is kind of, that is kind of what I'm saying. But it's just like, Dawn is so so heavy, and it's got That's a great story. It's, it's got a great story, but I appreciate the goofiness of a B-movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's his sensibility, so... Mm-hmm. So... 66... Fine. No, it's the worst <laughs> Batman movie. Period. If it's like a really fun. I like, hate movie, that movie. We, I like fun movies. I mean, if it's fun, then, then I'm you should watch Batman. It's 66. Not fun though. It's I, only fun to laugh at. Here's the thing. Uh, Maybe it's just because we watch. So you think these? it's terrible to watch it by yourself? 
I probably oh, I you're don't. gonna be like, what the hell am I watching? Maybe it's maybe. fun to laugh with a group. It is. I mean, especially like beneath. You need a group to watch beneath. <laughs> yeah. you, you need you to watch need. any of them after that point. Yeah. You, I, oh, you should watch them with your sister. I don't yeah. know. She'll like them. She'll we'll be see. like, hey, you can at this. least laugh at them. I guess. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, if you can make it through beneath, you can make it through any of them. But it just uh, <laughs> so they all suck except for the. Wait, so you like think beneath is the worst too, Kendall? I well, obviously you wouldn't say that. Okay. No. I have a rating. All right, so uh, let's, let's hear it. Um, I'm separating the, the Caesar. Errors. Yeah, I'm separating the fir- last five or six, technically, if you count Tim Burton, and then the three. Okay. So mine is in reverse order. War. War. Dawn War is Rise. your favorite. Okay. Wow. Um, uh, I go by how movies make me feel. So. That's fair. War was the most emotion. Dawn and then Rise. Um. Uh, opposite for the old ones because I hate old movies and you mm-hmm. know I hate them. So Tim Burton's on top? <sighs> no. <laughs> okay. No. Um, I'm probably going to put Battle at top. Oh my. Interesting. Okay. I liked Battle the most out of all of them and then maybe um, Escape then Tim Burton. I knew I knew I yeah. um, and then what are the others? Oh, Beneath, beneath the it. And the original, right? Hey, there's the original and then there's Conquest. Okay, so original Probably beneath, just because it's so funny, and then conquest. Yeah, I I, I think conquest. Yeah, conquest above beneath for me. Beneath is just I don't know. It's I like it. It, it feels like an old Star Trek episode, yes, so I really yes, enjoyed it. But yeah. my brain was thinking Planet of the Apes, I think Caesar, and then we go into beneath, and you're like, what, what is fuck? happening? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I think that's why. Like you enjoy beneath because it reminds you of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Escape because it reminds me of some of these really cheesy, terrible '80s movies I like. Okay. And I hate those. You do hate those. (laughs) So is it just like it's plain old bad or does it know that it's silly and it goes all It does not know (laughs) that it's silly. It doesn't. It knows it's silly in a way with the way they depict. um, No way. The way they They were dead serious. But the way they depict uh, Zira and Cornelius, it feels like it feels like Sonny and Cher, like they were the big thing. And it's kind of like tongue in cheek at the times. Okay. I, I'm definitely interested. I, know I that. don't know. Mostly because no. I have they no idea like what it could mean. Like, there's just it goes s- the gap between serious and not serious in that movie are so far. Would you apart. say like a jump the shark or like in terms? Of it's like, definitely a jump a shark movie. Hmm. It, it's 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 literally birthed out of. Uh, hold on, I got it here. Uh, what is the line? Uh, oh, apes exist figure it out that was the telegram uh or no yeah apes exist sequel required figure it out that was the telegram sent from the producer to the writer after beneath the planet of the apes came out and was a success so you're saying that basically they had made a movie that ended in a way where they wrote themselves into a corner they ended the story and they're like nope we're making more because it's successful and then they had to do something totally out of the field we're talking about we're talking about the Alpha Beneath, Omega. But we were talking about Escape. Yeah, yeah. Escapes, yes. Yeah. That's hilarious. Beneath, no, they were dead serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Escape was all tongue-in-cheek, and it knows it. Yeah. To me. Mm, and okay. for Kindle, Beneath was beneath all the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. It is beneath every movie. <laughs> Except for Conquest. Yeah. It, it's so definitely it's just interesting. It just, I feel like... Movie. 
from what I can yeah, tell. Yeah, we watched the unrated version of Conquest, and it was very <laughs> oh so violent. Oh my god! Very disturbing parts in that movie. Okay, it if feels they like made that today, it would be so. Oh, that's why it was like, the unrated be because they made it for theaters, but then the studio made them cut a bunch of the a gory lot. stuff. Yeah, I get a different vibe from the original movies than the new trilogy. Like just from what oh, how people talk about. Yeah, it's so different. different. They don't even different. seem related. No, because if like you the new try to tie them together. And it will somewhat work, mm-hmm. uh, but they're completely different. I think uh, if, if the new trilogy had been like the old films, I don't. They would. I don't know those here. last uh, battle or conquest at least was felt like punishment. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, if I done something wrong, like <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I'm in movie jail. <laughs> so is it worse than like the Alien franchise? How that got wor- like worse after two? Worse or? for some of us. Yeah, it's right, a different yeah. kind of worse. It okay, is a yeah. way like those films are up here compared <sighs> to like. Conquest and beneath those okay. are so yeah. Because Alien, they just they took it and they made it popcorn. Yeah, they're kind of mm-hmm. similar. These, they did not in the do fact that, that it was just it every time it was the studio wanting them to same make studio more. too. Yeah, same exact studio. Really? Like, I just find it funny that like David Fincher and now they won't let the X three die. And he gone. He went on to become like this oh, prestige. Well, you can watch I the assembly that. cut of three on the Blu-ray, and uh, you get an idea of what he was actually trying to do. It's, really? I so, is the studio it. that kind of like ruined the film? Oh yeah, they threw him out and recut it, and the whole yeah. Really? Uh, would that be like the um, anthology? What was it called? Yeah, anthology the anthology Blu-ray yeah. pack or whatever. Interesting. You get it like twenty bucks at Best Buy. Nice. So. Well, yeah, I still haven't watched two. So, uh, Aliens. So like that needs yeah, to happen. Aliens is probably the best one. That's what people say. But I love Alien, and I just for whatever reason I haven't. No, Aliens great. Aliens mm-hmm. Very, and me and Seth have both said it's hard to choose which one's better. Yeah, because yeah. they're so different tonally and mm-hmm. all that. Did we end up watching different all of genres? Mm-hmm. Except for Alien Two, we're gonna do that next week. Oh, okay. I hope you are ready. No, I'm not even the least bit excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for that. So. Do, uh, do we want to talk about favorite scenes or what do you? I don't yeah, want to. I already have mine. All right, I have mine, and it's not the. I'm end stealing scene it. It's when we meet Bad Ape. Okay, that's, that's yours. Yes. Okay. Because that Wait, is the only happy thing about this fucking. When movie. he like you actually see his face. Yeah, or, like or the in chase. the building, and okay. chase was really you cool. find out yeah. that he is a ape. Mm-hmm. Mm. And he keeps going. Yeah. And then going and grabbing stuff. To yes. Show them. No, my don't, don't touch. That's mine. Yeah. That's mine. <laughs> My favorite scene was uh, actually you go, you go. Who's I think I already kind of said you know I, the most profound one to me was my favorite when Nova you know sneaks into the camp and oh. you know, feeds yeah, Caesar. It was it was touching. It was and it really sweet you know, and entertaining. So yeah. I, like, I loved that. I don't know. Inspiring when they all hold up their yeah their fists fists. Yeah. They feed him. And I mean, just that character like was really satisfying to me, and it was unexpected too. Like. I didn't, you know, that was kind of the human. Mm-hmm. And did we already, had we already seen a strong together? Not in the previous like, movies. No. Because when they're starting to do it, I'm like, where's the subtitles? He, he, I don't, I'm not, I don't understand what do he's doing. They do it in the camp when he, he's. Didn't they do it in the other films? They did it in Dawn, but not like this. Okay. Because like Caesar was saying it to somebody like maybe Maurice was saying it and he did the hand, oh, he did Isn't the the hand idea gesture that, like, but not as a group yeah because I was very confused I'm like what are they doing well, the war, idea is that you know, if it. you're snapping yeah. the twig you're weak if you're trying to bend it and it's still holding then yeah, it's strong okay yeah. okay yeah but then they finally give the subtitle when Rocket does it mm-hmm. and 
I thought for sure my favorite scene would involve Rocket because I loved him in this movie. So good. He has so much to do. I was terrified that he was going to die. I in this thought he movie. was too. And yeah. I'm so glad he didn't because yeah. he's probably my favorite character in this movie because we get to know him so well, and he's so loyal to Caesar. Caesar, and it's I after it's at the end of the movie I'm like yeah this. seeing it from rise to this seeing their relationship because yeah, he was kind of a right. he was the bully too when yeah. he yeah. arrives the alpha and now he's and thrown, their yeah. best friends. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's uh, such a great and trilogy. he's willing to die for him basically. Yeah. Or die for Nova too, and then but, the, the also the concept of but I no, know what it's like to lose a son. My favorite son scene. Wait, I haven't oh. gone. You should go last. <laughs> okay, you should You're go last. Host. Okay. Um, I mean, this is kind of this is one of your franchises. You should definitely this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maurice in the in the tunnels, figuring out what to do and interacting with Nova and telling her her name like that. Hmm. That was. She's so cute. That was it. Right after accidentally flooding the tunnels yeah he didn't know and then <laughs> nobody nobody knows what to do but it, like maurice walks over there's just like okay we're just gonna close this like <laughs> so didn't see play. anything i was confused at that moment i was trying to figure out why he was going that direction i didn't understand yeah. that he was trying to get to the children until yeah. after yeah so which was a great that was kind of a cute comical scene when the it, baby apes are crawling over the wire above all of oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, there were a lot of laughs in the theater at that uh, yeah, but my favorite scene is uh, when Luca has his moment with Nova. Uh, and he puts the flower, flower in her in hair. Because at that moment, I'm staring at him like, You're gonna he die. looks so good. Uh, uh, yeah. And this is so cute and yeah. sweet. And then Caesar comes out and he like kind of like, shyly puts his hands away. Mm-hmm. Like he's embarrassed to, to, have, to, show, be, to, to show compassion. I like with, Caesar's. Or show, show, uh, affection to somebody. Yeah, I really like Caesar's like, non-relationship with Nova, you know, where he's like kind of trying to hide the fact that he feels attached to her. Because with, right. the, with the original movies, we learn a lot the gorillas are the militant mm-hmm. apes. Right? Yeah, they're, they're the strong, like, tough guys, and so or he can't show that, that he has a soft it. side. I think that it's um, since dawn to war the dynamics in Caesar's mind from humans to apes has changed dramatically mm-hmm. to a point. Well, no, because he still trusts. He, he's after he, he sh- shakes hands Blue with Eyes Malcolm at the end of the movie and Cornelia is gone. It's completely it's different. different. You can see well, yeah. that was he the whole doesn't point. Even want to take that little girl. I, th- well, I think that was just because he, we literally in his nope. mind, can't. You can he says see that. it we, in his face. He doesn't he says, want to be I near understand, her. He doesn't want to, but we can't. to interact with I, her. Otherwise, that completely destroys Dawn as a film, Sorry. as a story, because that's him learning that the apes and the humans aren't aren't different. And his mind is clouded. We're the same. We're, I, there, where there's bad and there's good. Because, I, no, I, I'm disagreeing with you because okay, it's Dawn in there. Okay, Dawn didn't have any purpose then. Don't. Everybody, everybody gets their own opinions. <laughs> After his family is gone, he is clouded through hate, and that is his mindset. For one person. Nope. All. You can see it in his face. You can see the way he interacts with her. You see it in his face when Luca dies, and he is shocked that she's showing emotion for him. I don't know. I kind of read it to, in a way, too, like Kendall, that he had a very aversion to just humans in general after that. I feel like he kind of calmed down. And warmed yeah. up to her a little yes. bit, but in that moment, it felt like I hate every human. Period. That's how I felt. Is it changed? 
like completely perspective change. Uh, and then slowly he starts to kind of go back to where he was and he realizes, oh, that's mm. not right. I'm wrong. And then Trent's scene. That's why that scene to me is so yeah. dramatic because she is there saving his life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Even though he was know, re- willing to just leave her there to die. She's regressed to like an ape, but she's not like it still re- re- represents like that clean, you know, calm innocence that can be represented by I think like he, humanity. taking the I think out he understands mind. that because he tells Maurice I don't I'm not like Koba because he only but wants he one guy he doesn't want all of them gone he wants the one guy because he t- he stole them kind of tit for tat it kind of doesn't it kind of show that he has this kind of aversion trust. towards humans after that act though whenever he sees Nova's father and, and is so ready to shoot him the second he does anything cause he I assume he found somebody in, something inside because he immediately goes and shows him the tattoo ah. so I assume he saw something inside that proves that he's with or he was with the military okay mm-hmm. I kind of saw that Alpha scene as like Omega. this is you know, another runner no, with a I human just assumed it was, I, I and don't tensions trust, were high don't trust yeah. any of them yeah, that's that's what I took from well, that. Because they, they're understand. shocked and they're like, what? And then he shows them the tattoo. I'm I like, got oh, that okay, scene as like, knew. they're shocked. Like, he just like killed that guy. And he's like, this is him, his vengeance, you know, showing. He's like, I was ready to kill. Because you know? otherwise they probably wouldn't have showed you the tattoo. Yeah, I'm, I think I missed that. If they were trying to portray that, he's just heartless. I didn't take it as heartless, but more like he's so driven on vengeance now that he's no longer the pacifist that you knew. But hey, hey you know. I th- I think I'd miss that little detail. I I don't. What, what's this about a tattoo? I on his neck. Yeah. At an alpha omega. He, he, no, he it's shoots a brand. him. Oh yeah, it's a brand. Yeah, he shoots him, and then they're like, "What?" And he goes <laughs> over and he pulls the his sleeve down or whatever. Okay. I still took tattoo. it as he didn't trust him, and lucky him, he was right. Yeah. yeah. Caesar's not the luck type, though. He's mm. smart. I'm sorry. He's not smart in the moment he leaves his tribe to go kill someone for vengeance. Well, he didn't know they were going to be jumped. That was just dumb luck. Actually, what? what's the bad guy's name? McCullough. McCullough. He says, oh, we were just lucky we walked upon them. Mm-hmm. It's dumb luck. That guy's full of shit, though. I mean. <laughs> 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 Sorry well, about you. It's not how I'm taking it. I disagree okay. completely. You know, some people okay. read things differently. I know, like, me and Seth, like, we constantly see things differently. Mm-hmm. Like, not in, like, a conflicting way, but, like, I'll, like, read one scene one way, and I'll talk to him, and he notices, like, I guess different details. he must have a keener watch, eye than me. You watch movies differently, especially, like, I've said it Seth many times on this podcast. Seth is too imaginative. You're probably more like Matt, where you look into everything. You look into You're everything, and you read things. it. You pick it all apart, and you like, okay, what is this? What is sometimes, that? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's just, like, I have a tendency to like look at many things on screen at once, so I miss smaller details because mm-hmm. I'm looking right. at the full scope instead of like focusing in on one thing. You know? Sure. So like I'm pretty bad about missing small details in movies. Yeah. Or and, like TV, anything like that. I think that's why I watch them five or six times in a row. <laughs> yeah. So um, if we, oh, uh, which apparently we are getting a, another trilogy or Maybe. something like I'm that. Well, for we sure, another, another film. Four, f- another film. Uh, what do you guys personally think would be the most satisfying direction for the? Man, that's hard to say because you haven't seen the other movie, but there's about 2,000 years between the 68 film and this trilogy, supposedly, if if they do connect. Yeah, because like it very well could be that they just continue to be independent. Not like they could still have references to each other. At the end of this, when I was angry at Matt and I'm thinking, (laughs) sequels? What? 
Like, what's gonna happen after that? There's no more humans. You think they all died? No, in no, avalanche? not they're they're not all di- dead, but evidently over time they're all gonna become mute. And so they'll procreate, but they'll still all be dumb. Or have superpowers. Yeah. Or, or something, that's but that's later a di- that's a thing, <laughs> the, a different thing. Because in the original, actually, in beneath the sequel, there are humans that had spoiler effects from the fallout. Yeah, but in this, maybe there doesn't seem to be much nuclear war. In yeah, this no, because instead it's just a quiet virus that see, kills them all. That's what I think. That's what I want to see. I want to see like a hundred or two hundred year jump, and like there is fallout. There is like a nuclear fallout, and we just kind of. We see Caesar's lineage, not necessarily his direct descendant, but mm-hmm. like somewhere down the line. That's I think the virus helped with the going mute thing, but it also helped with nuclear conflict would kill off a lot of apes with humans mm-hmm. and horses. And horses, <laughs> which were real horses in this movie. So do you think humans would continue to leave their you know print on the franchise going forward? Like in a big way like how each movie has kind of had its human element how do you think that would happen i guess i would i would it's think that they like could do a they could do a planet of the apes like original film like maybe one comes hmm. from the sky maybe hmm. or yeah. it could end up like battle of the planet of the apes what if like this i feel like this is like tried and true uh, like a very tried and true trope but, like what if like an ape from a clan you know befriends like a mute human <laughs> it's like looked down upon by both sides. That's such a trope, but it I think like that would trope. be interesting. I think with uh, with Maurice seemingly going to house Nova, yeah, I think that's going to be more that. accepted. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. I think so. Maybe yeah, not. Wouldn't it be interesting if going forward there's humans and apes like coexisting, coexisting? That's part of battle. Yeah, that's really? a Jungle Book scenario. Interesting. Oh yeah, just so you know, me and Kendall went through the trailers and trailer three shows luca dead no no yes no i i wrote it down no trailer three shows luca dead trailer four shows caesar's family dead what because they're (laughs) a-holes because trailers are spoilers good thing i don't watch them anymore there was the initial trailer that's got the it's got this fucking song what is the song (laughs) (laughs) no not that one (laughs) i don't i don't remember i'm sorry you're welcome hey everyone thanks for listening to the geeks in our podcast i really hope you enjoyed it if you did please go subscribe to us on itunes or your podcast app and join us next week for alien 2 the unsanctioned sequel for alien uh and uh also if you liked it go leave us a review on itunes that helps us out a ton and uh, go subscribe to us on all social medias or follow whatever you want to call it i don't know uh facebook.com slash geeks pod twitter.com slash geeks pod and on instagram at geek cinema go like us follow whatever and then we'll see you next week bye Bada bing, bada boom.